0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Soul Patrol Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Eddie Chavez. We have special guests today. We got. uh, a UFC legend, Boss Rutten. We got my brother, Johnny Romero, a Romero legend. We got both of these gentlemen today in studio with us because there's a big event in Southern California that we want to talk about. Boss and Johnny, welcome to Jesus 911 with my co-host, Eddie Chavez. What's
2: up? What's up, Boss? How are you? Johnny, <laughs> good what's good. going what on, on? you guys?
3: Good. Great, hey, Great to be here. Let me,
1: just mention, let me just mention real quick that today is the feast day of... Uh, St. John, uh, St. Uh, John, uh, Juan Capistrano or St. Juan Capistrano, he, this guy was the man's man. This guy fought in the crusades. Okay. This is not, uh, so this is like the perfect guy, the perfect uh, feast to have both of you guys on today on the show. And also yeah. today, today's, uh, Psalm at mass, Psalm 68, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people. So also another very appropriate Psalm today at mass, uh, in light of what's happening over in the Middle East. So, Hey, uh, <clears throat> Boston, Johnny, uh. Tell us this weekend, there's going to be a big men's conference at uh, St. Kateri. It, it, Eddie, you, you live out there. Is this St. Kateri or Blessed Kateri? What's it
4: called now? Well, it used to be Blessed Kateri. I think they refer to it as St. Kateri now. Yeah. Okay, got
1: it. So there's a big yeah. men's conference at St. Kateri Catholic Church. It's in Santa Clarita, correct?
4: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of Catholic uh, first responders out there cops, firemen, paramedics. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Tell us a little bit. What's the theme of the conference this weekend? And both you guys, they invited two heavy hitters there. What's the theme of the conference?
3: Well, the, well it's basically go ahead, Doc, go ahead. No, you go ahead, buddy. It's okay. I'll follow oh, up. Okay. It, it's, it, it's, it's basically how to show men, um, how, how to, how that following Jesus is for them, for the, for the me, true men in our society, because there's, too many people out there that think going to mass and taking care of the spiritual needs of a family is led by the woman of the house and children and men are supposed to stay home and watch the football game. And we need to, we need to realize that that is uh, need to turn that idea up on its head. And I think boss leading the, the idea that um, real men follow Jesus, real men get on their knees, real men, do the hard work of leading their families, providing for their families and protecting their families and leading them to heaven. Men need to be the spiritual leaders of their family. And that's really the, the message of the conference. Everything else is, is details, but I think Boss is the, the, the perfect guy to uh, attract a lot of men that are curious. How, how did this happen? How did one of the best fighters in the world um, of our generation fall in love with Jesus? Bus, a follow-up, brother.
2: Yeah, the thing is this, uh, Jesse. We all have this red mind, warped mind idea of what a real man is. And I, I just did an, uh, a talk as well in Fresno in, uh, here in Texas. And I, I have this line, what it is to be a real man. And they asked me like four times to repeat it because everybody wanted to record it. They said, what kind of man you want to be? I said, I want to be a man who is in control of his weaknesses, vices, and imperfections. Mm-hmm. A man who is not a slave to his passions, his emotions, and desires but a real man who is in control of himself. Now, we all believe that freedom is do whatever you wanna do. We can drink whatever we want, we can do drugs, we can shout, we can profanity, we can have women, we can do all that stuff. What people don't realize is those are all vices. They're the opposite of being free. Jesus wants you to be free of those. And I came to the realization that if you're addicted to alcohol, you're a slave to alcohol. Addicted to porn, you're a slave to porn. That tells you they are in control. That's not freedom. You're locked up and Jesus wants you to cut from all those earthly distractions and be a real man. And once I realized that, because I truly believe that a real man could use profanity, do all these things that I just said. I realized, man, my God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sissy. I'm the opposite of being a real man. <laughs> so now I want to be a real man. And, and boy, it takes a lot of work. I've been nine years back into the faith and it's, it, it's hard, you know, but, but there's this one thing, like in fighting, I always say, in fighting, I, I thought I could never be a world champion. And then one day I started rolling with other guys and, and I came home and I look at my wife and go, I think I can be a world champion in this, you know. And in the faith, I had this two, two steps forward, three steps back, you know, and I go like, man, it's so hard to be in total control of yourself. I thought that saint, sainthood was never reachable, but now I see it is reachable. But it is it is very, very hard work. It's not what everybody thinks. It's you have to be constantly, you have to keep your senses under control, which is a very hard thing to do in this day and age with all these crazy phones and the short-term sp- memory span that we have.
1: So, hey, I want you guys to invite the, the men out there in Southern California, anybody who's listening to this radio show, uh, invite them to this uh, conference this Saturday. Johnny, go ahead, invite them.
3: Hey, I just want to tell all the men out there that you don't want to miss uh, m- myself and Boss, we're going to light a fire because we are on fire. We believe in everything that we say. And, uh, and Boss is a great example there of, you know, everything worthwhile is going to take a-, a tremendous amount of effort. But with God on your side, you can lead your family to heaven. You can be the real man that we need in our society. You can be part of the light instead of part of the darkness right now. We are suffering right now in our society from the lack of men and this is why we are in the situation that we are in don't miss out it's going to be like no other conference it's going to be muscular christianity at its <laughs> finest it's this
1: saturday right it's october 28th right yeah give us thought, the, the itinerary give us-
3: Saturday. October yes. 28th. And, oh, as a matter of fact, I, I should probably, um, I, I should, after Boss Talks, I should probably give people the in- information. So let me grab it in a minute. But go go ahead, Boss. I'll be ready in about 30 seconds with yeah. the information.
1: Boss, if you can invite okay. uh, people that are listening.
2: Yeah, it's no, no, you, you were just talking about St. Joseph of Capistrano. I mean, the, the guy fought in the Crusades. And you better believe that guys like that they're freaking animals outside, but at home, they're the perfect husband, they're the perfect father, everything is in order, and and I always look at the people now, you go like, man, don't you wish you'd be a guy like that, a guy who's in complete control of everything, you know, who's always ready for whatever life is going to throw at him or his loved ones, that's the guy I want to be, you know, so train hard, eat well, do all these things that God tells you, but guess what, because we are designed to fix ourselves. All that COVID stuff and everything that happened, the healthy person who just always worked out and was very, they had a very, very tiny chance of passing away from COVID because they're always ready. And you never know when the time is going to come. Last thing I'm going to say real fast is like a friend of mine, he listened to me and he said, boy, I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to do it too. I said, cool. I'm going to go to mass at noon. Join me. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to do this when I'm like 70 or something. I go, why, why would she say that? He goes, Because then otherwise I got to stop all these things that I want to do right now. I go, dude, that's amazing. I say, can you tell me? He says, can you tell me what? I say, can you tell me when I die? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, apparently you know when you die. Because, you know, if you didn't get your things in order, my understanding is that I can get a heart attack right now. I can walk on the street. I can die right now. If I don't have my affairs in order, I'm going to go to a bad place. So maybe you should start paying attention and start working now, not tomorrow. Just now, Amen. Any other question
4: for Boss or Johnny? So you guys, for for example, I, you guys have done a lot of this type of work uh, before. My question is this: Have you guys seen a recurring theme? In other words, is there something that you could point to that's happening in today's society that's causing men to back up and not want to be the manly man they're supposed to be? It's weakness.
2: It's weakness. They, they all want to, they, they're, they're controlled by the ladies. And I'm not saying that men have control of them. No. I think there is a mutual respect that should be. And I think if your wife tells you everything, to do, if I have friends who are my age and they need to be home like 11 o'clock at night, I was something is really freaking wrong with your marriage, dude. I mean, I mean, th- th- like if I say, hey, listen, I'm going to go for two days, I'm going to go there and there, she trusts me 100%, the same as I trust her 100%. There would be no questions. But now we're also, we're all pusillanimous, right? That's what we are lack of courage, lack of determination, <laughs> effeminacy. That's, that's literally it, you know, an attachment to pleasure and an unwillingness to suffer. That's what Thomas Aquinas calls it, effeminacy. And right now people, men, a lot of men are infeminate. The testosterone level from a 22 year old male right now is the same as a 67 year old had in 2000. Think about that in 20 years, like the, the chances that your father from a 22 year old male has doubled the amount of testosterone that you have are astronomically high. And that is what's wrong with the world. And it's not the food, it's because we don't get challenged anymore. Everything is on a silver platter. We call, we date online, we date by text, we break up by text. Everything's behind the scary thing because we're afraid to look people in the face and just to tell them the truth. So that's what's wrong with it. People are becoming weak. Pusillanimous. I call them pusies, And I took that word from, I made an abbreviation for Pusillanimous. P U S I. Lack <laughs> of courage, lack of determination cowardly That's also a trust Johnny, give us the itinerary for this Saturday.
3: Please join us for the men's conference at St. Kateri Catholic Church located at 22508 Copper Hill Drive in Santa Clarita, California. You can buy t- tickets for $25 apiece by going to the St. Kateri Parish homepage. That is at if you spell out the word saint. Kateri is K A T E R I parish.org. That's again, spell out saint. And then Kateri, K A T E R I parish.org. And you scroll down to the conference flyer and you, um, you, you sign up. Breakfast is in, continental breakfast is included in the prize. If you buy tickets online, you'll have the option to purchase an on site lunch. For a couple of dollars, fifteen dollars extra. You can also purchase tickets at the door the day of the conference, but no lunch can be purchased at that time. I'd recommend that you, uh, you know, go to the parish website, Saint That way, we know exactly how much food to get, and yeah. it'll be a great we'll keep, day, guaranteed. You will keep. I'll keep pushing this throughout the week. Good job, guys. Give
1: Absolutely. them heaven. Rain heaven on these guys on Saturday. God bless you, boss. God bless you, Johnny.
2: See you guys later. All right, guys.
0: Thanks for having us. Take care. God
4: bless
0: you. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151.
1: For those of you in Southern California, you definitely want to go to that conference. If you need... If you need your, if if your wood is wet and you want to light your wood on fire once again as a Catholic man, go to the men's conference this Saturday at St. Kateri Catholic Church. uh, That's Saturday the 28th. All the information is on that website. Eddie, well, we move to another topic now. Uh, I'll just mention to some of our new listeners, um, Father Ripperger and Kyle Clement have been lecturing on exorcism for many years. These lectures were put into a book by Dr. Dan Schneider. The book is called The Liber Crystal Method, A Field Manual for Spiritual Combat. Father Ripperger and Kyle Clements have come up with a medical model on driving out demons. Um, Phase one of the model is a a 30-day phase one protocol. It's in the book. It's on uh, page, I think, 309 to page 314. So that's phase one. Then you go on to phase 2 where basically it's all spade work it's like pulling weeds it's you know how laborious it is to pull weeds in the garden phase 2 is all pulling weeds and that's what we're going through Eddie and me every single monday like today we're going to go through psychological compatibility what that is then phase 3 it's uh that's from day 60 to phase two phase two's from day 30 to 60 phase 3 from day 60 to 90 that's when now you're meeting with your pastor. He's doing minor exorcisms. You're going to uh, probably weekly confession at this point. You're still doing everything else. Uh, you're still studying the Catholic faith, the catechesis. You're still doing the phase one protocol prayers. But phase three, the, the priest is involved. He's giving you spiritual direction now. He's laying hands on you. He's he's uh, play, praying uh, uh, deliverance prayers, binding prayers over you. Uh, and then phase four, uh, from day 90 and beyond, if the person hasn't been liberated... After phase one, phase two, phase three, then phase four, you go to the rite of exorcism uh, where the bishop gives a Catholic priest the authority to do the solemn rite. So that's what Eddie and me are going through every single week. It's the phase two it because that's the spade work, Eddie. Uh, and so today we want to talk about renunciation. It's, it's still that section, renunciation of evil influences. Uh, this is a large part of the book. This, this is where most people get stuck, like on quicksand, is they don't want to renounce their sinful lifestyle. They're like, no, 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 have Father pray over me so I can be healed and I can continue my sinful lifestyle. Come on, come on, hurry up, Eddie. Make an appointment so Father could pray over me. Uh, I don't want to come to Mass. I'm not going to get my, my marriage annulled. Uh, you know, I'm not going to change my life. I'm not going to quit sleeping around. But I want Father to pray for me and drive this thing out because it's giving me a headache. And so this is the phase two that we're on. Is most people that are diabolically afflicted are stuck somewhere on phase two. They just
4: do not want to do the spade work, Eddie. Yes, you know it's so funny because I mean there are people that'll drive by twenty five churches to get to to a uh, a a priest that does deliverances or exorcisms, and uh, but they won't stop. uh, You know they won't stop uh, doing a a blunt now and then. They won't stop uh, doing the. Things that they're not supposed to be doing. So, so this is important, as you're right. It is spade work. It's, it's, it's weeding out the stuff in our life that we don't need, that we don't, that that we shouldn't have. And this is what we have to uh, uh, stress with this book: is that um, it, it is it is spade work. You have to put the work into it, and that's what this is, book is helping us uh, determine here.
1: Eddie and uh, and Boss just introduced a new word. I've heard it before. The word, and you know, the reason people don't want to do the work, it's because they're pusillanimous pusillanimous means lacking courage it means cowardly it means timid it means faint-hearted it's an actual word pusillanimous now boss abbreviated it we want to abbreviate it for the show here but that's the word okay so psychological compatibility dr den uh you know basically transcribing Father Ripperger's lectures and Kyle Clement. To be clear, the distinction needs to be made between those who open the door to extraordinary diabolical influence because of that compatibility, a demon of lust being attracted to a lustful person, rebellion attracted to the rebellious, etc. And a person who becomes diabolically influenced while leading a holy life. The latter are those who may have been cursed or others who by the pure will of God, the demon is allowed to influence. For example, events in the later stages of purification, in the life of St. Teresa of Avila, or Anna, Annalise Michel in the second possession, or some who are allowed to be influenced as victim souls. For example, in the case of a cursed, if left unchecked, the demon can set, up, set about building that psychological compatibility, which can occur later in the affliction. When we speak of psychological compatibility or a symbiotic attraction between the person and the demon, however, we imply those who open the door to the diabolic and not the rare cases of victim souls or stories from the lives of the saints. The reader should focus on the former as very, very few fall into the category of the latter. My commentary is a lot of people they say you know ask me just. Why is this happening to me? It must be because I'm very holy. No, nah, probably not. It's probably because you need to do some spade work and there's some areas in your life that you need to get you need you need to uh shore up some areas in your life you need to as as one of the things that I've noticed that in our country is that a lot of Catholics and this is this comes from the book of Leviticus There's a passage that says, "Learn the clean from the unclean." There's a lot of Catholics that don't know. The clean from the unclean. They're like, hey, Jess, Eddie, is it okay? You know, if I watch pornography with my husband and stuff, and you know, we just kind of copy what's there. Hey, Eddie, Jess, is it okay if I, I, don't know, you know, smoke marijuana? I don't know, once a week, it's medical marijuana. You know, me and my husband. Uh, Eddie, Jess, um, is it okay if, uh, if we have you know wind catchers all over the house? You know, some Indian friends gave them to me, and they say that like good spirits come into the house you know, with these wind wind catchers, Eddie, again, it's a lot of Catholics have lost the ability to discern the clean from the unclean.
4: You know, just one of the things that we should remember is that uh, those of us who decide to lead a holy life and we're successful in trying to do that, uh, those of us that do that are very rarely affected with demons. And it's not because of some Good, we did some something of our own uh, of our own doing. But what it what it is really is is that we become accustomed to resisting evil and temptation. Yes, and that's the key that everybody has to have to recall is that uh, you know, and of course by 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 the by the merits of Jesus Christ and and and, and you know God's grace. But uh, for example, the exorcism of Emily Rose that was something different. You know, that was something that was I would say. That was uh, I, something that was uh, asked of her by heaven, right? Just, I mean, that was yeah. something that was very rare. Yeah,
1: very rare. Yeah. Mo- most people are not an Emily Rose. <laughs>
4: right. Exactly.
1: Don't, don't, don't give yourself that much credit. Like, oh, this is happening because I'm very holy and I'm supposed to suffer for the sins of America.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just, we'll find out a little bit later about, about how that plays into this whole thing. But uh, let's go on if you want to do that. Pick it up, pick it up from there. That being said, the demon will seek to perfect his control, often through what Father Rippeger calls intertwining of the demon's empowerment and his own psychology with the psychology of the individual. He takes advantage of psychological woundedness as defined above and uses a tactic, a tactic of enmeshment uh, to entangle the interiority of the afflicted person. As Father rippeger notes, although the beginning at the beginning... The intertwining of the psychology of the demon and the person is not very strong, but the more one gives consent to the demon, driving the obsession or thought patterns over uh, the course of time, the demon becomes so powerful in the relationship uh, to the human being's psychology that a codependence, at least in the order of thought and emotion, arises. An essential part of liberation, therefore, is the unraveling of any compatibility which gives access to the demon uh, to manipulate intellection and volition through the imagination. Thus, the definition of healing as reco- as reconciliation with God the Father means the presence the presences of sanctifying grace in the soul, penance, and also the conformity of wills. Part of the process of the reconciliation of a desecrated church, for example, means destroying anything used or left there for evil purposes. By analogy, interior attachments which are entwined with evil also must be destroyed. Metanoia precedes manifestation in the sense that the
1: demon will obfuscate until forced out. While the conventions of warfare in the days of Rogers meant brightly colored uniforms and and linear battle arrangements, Rogers Rangers use camouflage to conceal their movement. The breaking of the enmeshment with the demon through the discipline of the protocol we have found causes a pattern break. It allows you to see the demon where he previously was able to hide. Your conversion causes him to react. That's a powerful statement. Your conversion causes him to react. In some cases, he may react by projecting visions, locutions, interior voices, and the like. Part of the pathway to custody of the interiority is the rejection of such mystical phenomenon. In other words, people that are diabolically afflicted, they're always saying, oh, I'm seeing this, I hear these voices. If Somebody on a, on a team, on a deliverance team, has to tell a person, you got to reject the, that mystical phenomenon because it's diabolic and it could be diabolic or most likely is diabolic. Reject it, reject it, reject it. Now, this is not, To say that spiritual gifts or charismata do not exist, but rather we recognize how subtle the demon is in manipulating our emotions by faking spiritual consolations. Eddie, what jumped out at you there?
4: Just uh, this whole thing about people, for some reason, people that come to this uh, ministry for help uh, often get this uh, idea that, you know, through some uh, you know, magic wand thing that occurred during the uh, deliverance or the exorcism that they now have this intuition, the spiritual intuition to be able to help people that are also coming to the church. And, you know, just it's, 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 it's mimicked. It's, it's a trick by the demons to make somebody believe that that's what's happening in their life so they can continue to follow the same path. And I think that that's dangerous just because, um because again, it's, it's just working on the emotions of, of, yeah. of people, right? Bingo. And that's what it is. Bingo. That's what it yeah, and most emotions are
1: easily manipulated as, as never, never entirely trust your emotions. Emotions are not a good gate, are not a good gauge for reality. And Eddie, one of the ways I, 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 it makes sense to men. I tell guys, look at the Bible calls our faith, a shield in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. So look at, look at, for example, in, in, in King Leonidas shield, that big shield that he had in 300, or think about the shield in Troy, the, the shield that uh, Achilles had, or Prince Hector, okay? <clears throat> when you have faith and you're practicing your faith, you, I tell guys, your shield is up. And guess what? Who's protected? You, your wife, and your kids, because everybody's behind your shield. When you don't practice your faith, men, guess what? Your shield is down. And guess what? The arrows of the enemy are gonna hit you, your wife, and your kids. Everything in liberation. Has to do with men. Your shield has to be up. If your shield's not up, like King Leonidas, Prince Hector, and Troy Achilles of Troy, you and your family are going to be whacked by fiery arrows. We'll be right back. Jesus nine one one. We're talking about phase two of the protocol: psychological compatibility and uh, renouncing diabolical influences.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151.
1: Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Put on the shield of faith. Your faith is a shield, men. If your shield's up, that means you're living in a state of grace. You're protecting yourself, your wife and your kids if you're a man who lives in mortal sin as boss Rutan just said if you're a pussy lanimus man your shield is down and guess what that means you your wife and your kids are taking incoming it's that simple spiritual warfare is that simple don't complicate it's not rocket science eddie commons
4: Jess, you know what? One of the things, and you hit on it. It's right on the head, nail on the head, Jess. So one of the successes of the demons in in 2023 is the separation of the family. So, Jess, many families don't have a a man, a manly man, to have that shield in front of the family. And I'll tell you this, Jess, 12 hours ago, somebody was manifesting on my phone, somebody that we've dealt with in the past that doesn't have a father. And uh, I'll tell you, that's that's. I'm so glad that, that Boss and Johnny are doing this conference there because people have to know, men have to know how to protect themselves. Yeah, they need to be manly men, of course, but they also need to know how to protect themselves from the enemy, which is the devil and all his angels. And just it's not happening today, and that's the problem with today's society. Eddie, but that, this is
1: by design, by the way. Uh, yeah. If you remember back in 1980, um, the last year of Fatima, um uh her name will come to me right now. The last the one the last one that passed away. Uh Sister Lucia dos Santos. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> she said she said in nineteen eighty, she wrote in a letter, she wrote it to Cardinal Kafara. <clears throat> she said that the devil's final attack would be against marriage and the family. What and attack we're
4: seeing, is, what, what attack
1: yeah. was that? The final, right? The final the final Satan's final attack will be against marriage and the family. She said this in 1980. Uh, this has been uh, uh, you know uh, the, the, the letters in the Vatican it was it was read by many Cardinals Cardinal Ratzinger Pope Benedict Cardinal Kafara This is what we're seeing exactly what you just said <clears throat> the devil knows how can he wipe out the next generation take out the fathers pretty simple <clears throat> because if the home is unprotected and you leave the the, the, the wife unprotected its daughter's unprotected you're going to have uh, he's gonna have a field day it's like shooting. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, Eddie. This is how easy yeah. it is for him. Just take out the father and the and the shields down. And the entire family, wife and kids, are taking incoming.
4: Yes, and you know, there's more than one method to do that. So yeah, taking men and separating men from women and and divorce and stuff. But what about this transgender thing? What about abortion? Yep. I mean, the devil continues... His past, you know, uh, uh past behavior determines future behavior. And so we understand that the devil's gonna keep doing that, but they're introducing stuff, homosexuality, a effeminate men, like Boss said earlier. effeminate men are the problem, and that's what's gotta be changed, yes, and that's what we're doing today. Amen. Uh let's move on to the
1: next section where uh where Doctor uh, Dr. Dashnetter talks about resist telling the story. Uh and this, I'll give you, what does this mean? In other words, Father Ripperger, Kyle, and, and, and Dan, uh, the guys at Liber Cristo, the institute in Denver, Colorado, when somebody, for example, let's just say somebody was an ex-high wizard or an ex-Satanist, they would, Liber Cristo would tell the person, don't go around repeating the story because what it does, it reinforces the story in your psyche. In other words, confess it, you know, maybe tell it to the exorcist one time, he'll want to hear it, And after that, just forget about it because what you do, what you're doing is that story is going to embed in your brain like tar. And all you're going to be thinking about is, I was an ex-Satanist, I was an ex-Satanist, I was an ex-Satanist, I was an ex-Satanist, I was an ex-Witch, I was an ex-Witch. No, those things, you have to remove those things out of the mind if you want healing to occur. Those things can't be reverberating, bouncing in your mind like a marble if you want any healing and deliverance, if you're constantly focused on those things. So the next section of, of, of renouncing diabolical influences is resist telling the story. Another of Roger's rules can be applied here. Don't sit down to eat, he cautioned, without posting sentries. This means that a ranger knows that his enemy will attack him when his guard is down, not when he's ready for battle. Keep your spiritual guard up. Post sentries around your interior and keep your emotions in check. Admittedly, the feelings of sadness, hurt, shame, or anger can arise when one suffers trauma of various kinds. However, if those emotions are not united with the sufferings of Christ, but rather given, given full voice, the negative reaction in the memory makes the person vulnerable to diabolic affliction. In addition... When someone persists in appropriate negative feelings and emotions, he often develops a victim mentality, which also prolongs healing. To be clear, a person can be a victim in the sense of suffering some violence of which he was undeserving in relation to the person committing the violence. However, to give full expression to the hurt is to sit down to eat without posting a sentry. And I'll give you an example, Eddie. Uh, I know a lot of good men that have been healed through Narcotics Anonymous alcoholics anonymous and have come back to the catholic church but they knew that there was a given point in time they said okay na and aa they've done as much as they've could i've got i need to be fully healed i need to go back to jesus prayer and the sacraments na and, and and aa could just take you to the doorstep it can't take you uh you can't make a touchdown it can't take you past the field goal and so a lot of men have said When I would go to these meetings, you have to stand up and say, hi, my name is Jess Romero and I'm an alcoholic. A lot of these guys, the Holy Spirit that they received in baptism and confirmation told them, say, quit saying that, quit reinforcing that negative behavior, quit identifying yourself by your sin. And this is what causes a lot of Catholic men to end up leaving AA and go back to church, the mass, the sacraments, because we're, at Mass, Eddie, we don't say, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm this, that, or other. Yeah, we do say in the pencil, right, that we're sinners, and rightfully so, but we don't identify ourselves by the, our particular sin. We are children of God. That's how we identify ourselves. We are children of God that are just struggling with our concupiscence, but with, God, with God's grace we can overcome. Comments?
4: Yeah, Jess. You know that that's perfect. I, I love what you just said, and, and everybody has to realize that we all have these moments. You know, whether it be something uh, as as invasive as Alcoholics Anonymous or or uh, somebody that's uh, addicted to drugs, it also has to do with memories that we have that we that, that affect us. Uh, we all have these things. For example, um, you know, I remember uh, talking about with family, right? Just with family, uh, talking about one of the individuals in the family who had who had. Uh, uh, committed an offense against us and you know we kept repeating that through the years just I remember repeating that same thing and and there's no need to go back to that because it it harbors a, a terrible feelings it harbors negativity yes. towards somebody and that's what we don't need to do we don't need to continue our so not only identify ourselves but continue telling that so that we can uh, be attracted to uh, the attention of a symbiotic demon right that's part of it
1: yeah, Eddie. There's a good friend of ours. I won't mention his name on the on the radio because he listens. But he was a high wizard. Uh, he was a, a high wizard when he was in the army, and uh, he never repeats the story. He's never went to, you know, he's very active in the church too. He's never went around to a, from parish to a parish and given his testimony that he was a high wizard. Because uh, again, he he doesn't want this stuff to just embed in his brain like tar, and so he 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 won't repeat the story. He won't share it with you. Uh, and he definitely won't go to a parish event or a retreat and, and and share with people that he used to be a high wizard. Eddie, can you pick up the next paragraph?
4: Yeah, just it says Father Ripper defines custody of the mind as the virtue by which one does not let into the imagination anything sinful. That's
1: big. Right there. Part, That's
4: huge. That's huge. Right? Yeah, it is. It's huge. As part of the uh, as part of custody of the mind, we discourage you from telling your story in describing your feelings vis a vis the event. To be clear, there are times in which someone must work through, there it is, just work through the events of their lives, particularly in a professional setting. uh, Here, however, telling the story means unnecessarily uh, hashing the events of the past. Since the demon has access to our memories and can manipulate them to stir up emotions, repeatedly telling the story can empower the demon, giving him continued interior access. The real issue is that people often talk about the event unnecessarily when most of the time it does not need to be talked about. In the repeated retelling of the event, emotions become often become intertwined with the event itself, making it very difficult to uh, maintain objectivity. For this
1: reason, Liber Crystal encourages you to disappropriate that is separate and isolate your emotions from the event by linking them to Christ. This serves not to suppress your feelings, but to place them in right order through an act of the will when they are subject to the intellect. An effective tactic is to place a traumatic memory somewhere along the continuum of the Paschal Tritium, the three days of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Are you feeling alone and abandoned? Join Jesus in the garden when the disciples abandoned him. Is your suffering too hard to bear? Unite yourself to Mary at the foot of the cross. Do you feel rejected and ridiculed? Link these emotions to Jesus who was ridiculed by the religious leaders as he hung on the cross. By this simple technique, you begin to form the habit of separating the emotion from the memory. This not only removes the enemy's weapon against you, but also teaches you the value of mental prayer in gaining custody of your thoughts, an essential element of spiritual warfare.
4: Pick it up. Nonetheless, Your suffering takes on meaning when united to Christ. As Isaiah prophesied, by his wounds we were healed. Isaiah 50, 53, 5. Accordingly, apart from the professional therapeutic or spiritual pastoral setting, strive to tell your story only to Jesus Christ and Our Lady in prayer and focus rather than on your response to the event. So focus on that instead of your response, your initial response to the event. While emotions uh, of distrust, depression, anger, unforgiveness, and others may linger, the question remains, what will you do with these emotions? Because disordered emotions attract the demons. Uh, They present a vulnerability and should be integrated into the objective reality of the passion of Jesus Christ. In fact, if left unchecked, a psychological obsession over a past trauma, such as divorce, Uh, A child who has left the faith, a financial hardship, the loss of a loved one, etc., can expose the soul to spiritual oppression or even obsession. Jesus nine one one will be
1: back. We're going through phase two. This is huge. This is a huge section. Renunciation of evil influences. This is this is the meat of the Liber Cristo protocol.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151.
1: Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Every single Monday, we're going through the Phase 4 protocol put out by uh, Liber Christo. Uh, there's a book that Dan Snyder just came out where he puts Phase 1 and Phase 2 together. That's the meat of it. Um, <clears throat> Father Ripperger says that. 85 to 90% of people that follow phase one, the 30-day prayer protocol, that's here on page 309 to 314, and then they follow phase two, which is from day 30 to 60, where there's catechesis and renunciation of evil influences. Father Ripperger says once people complete phase one and phase two, 85 to 90% of people that are diabolically afflicted are are, uh, self-deliver. 85 to 95% percent self deliver He says he gets about 10% of them after phase one and phase two that go on to phase three. He says another 5% self-delivers at phase three. Uh, He says the ones that get the phase four are about 5% of the petitions. 5% of the petitions actually need the right of exorcism. Most other people that are diabolically affected just need to clean up their life. And they don't want to do it because, again... uh, because most people are just guided by their emotions, not by their intellect. They just say, oh, but it's too hard. I can't do it. And in other words, they're telling you what they're really telling you. With, why not What they're saying and not saying is, is they're saying, Eddie, Jess, sin feels good. I can't stop. That's exactly what they're saying without saying it. So let's move on here. Dan writes, as I wrote. Our response to the wounding by others is critical to how quickly we may experience true healing and freedom from its effects. Thus, a wound occurs as a result of our feelings of offense at the actions of another. Our response to the wounding by others is critical to how quickly we may experience true healing and freedom from its effects. We can react to these injuries, attacks, or insults in either a negative way or a positive way. Admittedly, it is is natural to feel emotions of anger, hurt, or sadness at the initial time of an injury. When we continue to harbor negative feelings and act accordingly, however, we may gradually develop a victim mentality. Once we allow this emotion to influence our thoughts, the demon quickly moves in. That's huge, Eddie, uh, is that most people you'll see that are diabolically afflicted. They do have a victim mentality. And my brother, one of my brothers, I won't mention his name. You know him well. For many, many, many years, he had a victim mentality. Once he overcame that mentality, he says, you know what? I'm not a victim. He goes, I deserve all of this. I have all this coming to me because I've de- I've been disobedient to God. Uh and I and I've played around with my Catholic faith and I'm paying for it. And now that he doesn't have that victim mentality, he's at peace. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not suffering. Yeah, he's suffering, but but his soul's at peace, Eddie, because he's accepted uh his situation and he says, This is a result of everything I've done in the past, and I deserve everything I get. He's no longer a victim. Yes,
4: no, it's true, Jess. You know, God bless your brother. I, I love him. The funny thing is this, Jess. He had he spent his whole life waiting, and all God wanted him to do was to admit what he was doing. Just admit it, Jess. That was it. I mean, you think about admitting stuff in confession and this and that, but you know, the reality is just we we have to examine when we do go to confession because we're guilty of so many little things that we should just be giving up in confession. Yeah. Uh, you know, we live in this dramatic world, Jess, and 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 the reality is. You know, uh, uh, we have to realize that by by there's other ways to sin by just committing the sin, right? So uh, if we look at Catechism, verse 1868, there's ways to weaken sin. Uh, here is what it says. We can actually commit sin by adding or affirming to it or by giving praise or flattery in regards to the offending event. Uh, there's nine ways if we look at, at Catechism section 1868 we can be an accessory to another sin and that's what it is Jess. it's it's being an accessory to another sin and in your brother's case it was it was thinking that everybody else was sinning uh, not not him in particular. so um you know we we have to remember this is a perfect uh, uh method by which the uh, Libra Cristo is telling people of with your emotions, the things that happen that offend you, what you have to do is attach it to a gospel event. Just attach it to something in in the passion of the Christ. Like you know, uh, for example, in, in the, if you're offended by somebody, then you know you 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 connect it to Jesus in in, in Gethsemane. If if you suffer humiliation, connect it to Jesus hanging on the cross naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things you have to remember, just because. Uh, the emotions can get manipulated by demons, and that is what ha- hurts us in the long in the long term. Amen. Go ahead and pick it up from there, Eddie. Okay, let's see where we were. Uh, in the medical world, yeah, yep. In yep. the medical world, one speaks of response or reaction. If a doctor pres- uh, prescribes medicine and and things improve, he will state that the body is responding to the medication. If, however, things do not go well, he will state that there is a reaction to the medicine and it must be changed. When someone experiences trauma, he can either respond in a positive way or react in a negative way. In the physical realm, healing also requires an active, ongoing engagement for a sustained, healthy lifestyle. With spiritual healing, you must also take an active role to include forming habits Uh, which will help you achieve stability of mind and body. Spiritual healing is not based on your feelings, that's subjective, but rather on the state of your soul as reconciled with God the Father, that's objective. The former is subjective and easily mimicked by the demon, and the later is objective and grounded in the sacraments and the state of grace, which helps us to resist the demons. Emotions, moreover, can be moved by the demons, and therefore should not be uh, the principle of judgment of a person's state of soul. You may experience an emotional release when you get it off your chest, but when expressed outside of a professional, medical, or spiritual setting, emotions may return. Uh, return you to a place of unforgiveness, a lack of charity, and even despair.
1: Yeah, I. Everything... Of... Yeah. Go ahead. A lot of people want to get it off their chest, but it's not mm-hmm. good it's not good to get it off your chest going from one catholic parish to another on Friday yes. and Saturday and sharing your sharing uh, some of the horrible things that you did in the past. That's not the way you 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 heal yourself or self deliver. You you do it through a medical or a spiritual professional. That's when you tell the story and it's and it's the the purpose for that is for liberation. It's- going from you know one conference to another saying I was an ex- Satanist uh, listen to my story I was an ex sorcer listen to my story I was an ex-witch listen to my story uh, it, it, what you're doing is uh is is embedding that story in your mind and and it's gonna be stuck there like tar and it's going to it's gonna drive you uh, it's gonna drive your emotions and and you're gonna just uh, your interiority is is just going to be subjected to all kinds of negativity and diabolical affliction, Eddie. Uh, they also uh, Dan also talks here about in the Liber Crystal method, the, the the power, the ministry of your guardian angel. Um. We'll we'll pick it up next time, on next Monday, so we can. Uh, I don't want to cut it in half, but the next section we're going to get into on renouncing evil influences. For those of you that have the book, it starts on page thirty six at the bottom. The book is called A Liber Crystal Method, of Field Manual for Spiritual Combat, where uh, Father Ripperger, Kyle, and, and Dan Schneider go, go pretty deep into the ministry of guardian angels and, and how important they are to us. And so that's why I would recommend for everybody uh, something that, just for me, it's quite normal. I do the guardian angel prayer every morning with my morning prayers. I'll do the guardian angel prayer at night before I go to bed. And then when I get in the car or get on a plane, I'll also do the guardian angel prayer. Uh, because one of the things that a guardian angel is, is meant to do is he's a personal bodyguard. He's, there, he's meant to protect you physically and spiritually. And so start trying to cultivate a devotion to your guardian angels. And next Monday, we'll, we'll do a deep dive into the ministry of what uh, Dr. Schneider calls, uh, he calls, arrange your buddy at your six a ranger buddy in other words your guardian angel's got your back that's what he's
4: trying to say absolutely just you know that that's something that we all have to do because i don't remember saying that every day but you know the guardian angel prayer is something we teach our children and we have to do it as well because you know the the the, the reality of these things just is that at the beginning of life we teach these things so that so that at the end of life we recall these things and just um it's it's a beautiful thing that your guardian angel is assigned to you by by the lord and uh, that's what we have to recall they are our our guardian angel they protect us and they help us especially in times of uh, of uh, trouble like there is today in, two, in 2023
1: absolutely uh yeah there's two wars in in the world and a, a and a possible third war uh china invading taiwan are you kidding me we as catholics should be right now uh we need to be more prayed up and like Ruben would say if 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 you stay ready you don't have to get ready we got to be prayed up we got to be churched up we got to be in a state of grace because you know as Jesus says don't be afraid of the person that can kill your body and soul be afraid of god don't excuse me don't be afraid of the person that can kill your body be afraid of god who can kill destroy the body and the soul and so as catholics let's live in a state of grace that's the Especially as a man, remember, you hold the shield to your family, the O'Connor family, the Robinson family, the Ramirez family, you know, the Becker family. You men hold the shield. If you're living your Catholic faith in a state of grace, your shield's up. You got a huge shield. And who's behind that shield? You are your wife, your kids, your grandkids. If you're not living your Catholic faith, guess what? Your shield is down on the floor. And you're taking incoming. That's exactly what's happening. That's as simple as I can put it. And for those of you that live in Southern California, I would recommend that you go to St. Kateri Catholic Church this Saturday. I think it's like from 8 to 4. There's going to be a men's conference. Boss Rutten, who's a UFC Hall of Fame legend, is going to be one of the speakers, along with my brother Johnny Romero, who's fiery and dynamic. You all know him, part of the Romero Brothers uh, I think they're going to—they're—they're they're, going to give men uh, the tools and the inspiration and the encouragement that they need to fight the good fight and uh, and to continue fighting against this culture of death. Eddie, what say you?
4: Yes, you know that—that's a, a good way to spend a Saturday. I mean, you know, you go hear like-minded men tell you how they're defeating the enemy, dude. That you can't get any better than that for twenty-five dollars. Give me a break. That's where we need to be.
1: Yeah, Amen. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, Jesus 911, we're coming to the end of the end of our watch. EOW, end of watch. Uh, the Bible verse that defines this program is Psalm 69, verse 2. God come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Remember, we're all called to be saints, great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. As Pope Benedict XVI said, God has not called us for mediocrity, He has called us for greatness. St. Peter the first Pope says in Acts 2:40: Save yourselves from this. Corrupt generation. Up next, stick around. You don't want to miss Gary Machuta, Hands on Apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for us, we are out. God bless you. Keep the faith.